I wonder why. What is it about that person that I am jealous of or comparing myself to? And I wonder what steps I can take to become more like that. Hello, welcome back to Soul Speak. I'm Meg Michelson. Thank you so much for being here. Today, whether or not you listen to this on, on this day, today is the solstice. This week has that beautiful winter solstice energy, and I love that. Time for pause. So that being said, today's episode, we are going to do some question and answer. Thank you, listeners who have sent me questions. I appreciate that. And I'm going to take today and answer some of those questions. And we won't get through all of them, so we'll do this another day as well. So here we go. Question one. I have been doing so much work on me and the changes in my life. And yet sometimes I catch myself feeling down because I compare myself to others. Or I get nervous when I'm going to have a conversation with someone like my ex-husband. How do I start to feel better about me? So that's a great question. And I think everybody will understand that we all have challenges some days and some days we feel more down and some days we might compare ourselves. And there are people that we have a harder time having conversations with. On my belief system and my belief system, that's all part of our great soul evolution. So those are great opportunities, even though they might not feel like it in the moment. There's two different questions with that. So I'm going to answer this two different ways. The first, when you're comparing yourself, ask yourself who you are comparing yourself to. Now, when we're comparing ourselves to someone, it's, of course, jealousy on some level. Why are we jealous? What does that person have that you want? Is it that they have a great relationship or do they have more confidence than you or do they have more money than you? Or do they have a job that you want? Or do they carry themselves better? Start to play around with that. Instead of feeling shameful, we can, for being in comparison or allowing ourselves to feel low in our energy. Now, then we can go into, well, I'll never get better. I'll never, blah, blah, blah. All that stuff that drains our field. Instead, we can go into wonder, huh, I wonder why. What is it about that person that I am jealous of or comparing myself to? And I wonder what steps I can take to become more like that. Because there's always a connection. And in my belief, we are always meant to move into what it is we find we like about somebody or feel jealous of or we feel we're less than. It's not to make our life harder. It's to help us achieve whatever our goals are. So asking yourself those questions, go into wonder. Second part of that, I'm nervous when I talk to my ex-husband. Now, looking at what was your relationship like, that is a big definer here. One client I work with, her relationship with her husband, he was intimidating her. So is she still going to be nervous when she talks to him? Most likely until she starts to gather herself back. We really want to look at what that relationship is. Why does that person, whether it's an ex-husband or, you know, we talked about this in a different episode, a neighbor, a friend. There are people that can cause us to be a little bit off kilter. And on some level, we are still wanting acceptance from that person. 
or we feel less than, we feel intimidated by that person, maybe because they're heavily judgmental, or maybe because they carry a bigger stick than we do. Whatever it is, underneath all of that is we want to feel acceptance. And then ask yourself, especially in a relationship where you feel intimidated, you know, there's a reason to be got divorced. Not, unfortunately, not a lot of divorced couples have great relationships. They can, and it can always get there. One way to get there is to not let that person have your cup anymore. If you got divorced, there were reasons. So is it really necessary for you to feel less than until they accept you? I don't really have to receive love or approval from that person, from my ex-husband in this case, because I don't even respect him. I'm not talking about my ex-husband. We get along. But that piece here of really when you look at that, do you need acceptance from that person? Acceptance should come from self. And when we start to move into doing things for ourselves, we are much more likely to raise our self-esteem and then we are not getting nervous or intimidated around other people. So always check in. Is that someone I really need approval from? Is that someone I really want to be friends with? Are they actually a good friend to me? And is it necessary for me to keep giving them my cup? Sometimes we're asking for respect or approval from someone that's not even giving it to themselves. So how can they give us acceptance when they haven't even learned how to really be authentic themselves? They're not loving themselves in healthy ways, especially someone that likes to intimidate us. If you have someone in your life that likes to intimidate you, that gets that gloating or they feel that sense of charge because they just put someone down on some level, they're not loving themselves in healthy ways. So we certainly can't accept, we certainly can't expect them to love us or treat us in healthy ways. And when we are trying and continuously trying for someone else's approval. So someone I worked with, underneath all of that is that subconscious patterning of, I'm going to keep striving for his approval until he sees who I am, until he sees I'm worthy. Then I'm going to feel better about me. You know, the universe says you'll feel better about you when you stop expecting him to see you differently. When that person has your cup, and we're not going to feel good about ourselves until someone accepts us. We're never going to feel good about ourselves. We're not. So we want to get our cup back. We want to start waking up. Surrounding ourselves with people we do trust. Surrounding ourselves with people that do raise our vibration or want their vibration raised. But if someone's putting you down, is that someone you really need in your life? So when those thoughts come up, why do you want him to like you or see who you are? Ask yourself that. I wonder why. As we evolve, and we are always evolving if we are doing any work on self, as we evolve, that evolution becomes you won't be mad at that person or you won't feel less than that person because you recognize it's always a choice. It's a choice you make by putting your cup in someone else's hands. So whenever we feel that old feeling, we take a breath, 
Put your hands on your belly. And once again, recognize where you've come from. Recognize how much growth you've had. Recognize the courageous steps you've taken in life. And we've all taken many courageous steps in life. So we recognize how empowered we actually are. Breathing out of the body, the lower body, that gets us less anxious. And once we're less anxious, we will be less intimidated. Checking the jaw. The jaw is tight. We're in the upper body. Get down into the lower body. Let your higher self work with you, which means we've got to calm down our system. Always calm the body down. You know, at the end of the day, underneath every single human, we all are seeking approval on some level at some times in our life. And when we're not receiving it, we react silly. Like sometimes we might throw a punch or throw an arrow, feel like we're not enough. But we really don't have to eradicate those behaviors. We just want to reorganize those behaviors. We want to work through it. We want to laugh about the times that we are so ridiculous, but not shame ourselves. So how do we then really work to get our self-esteem up? What are a few things I can focus on to help myself feel stronger about who I am? What are a few things I can focus on to help myself feel stronger about who I am? Everything is practice, remember. So we have to do things that make us uncomfortable. We have to take healthy risks. That helps us feel stronger. Having those conversations that are hard in kind and loving ways, sometimes in firm ways, but we don't have to do it with toxicity. And of course, we have to practice. Practice, 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 because that's all this is. So sometimes we have to practice saying no when we're so used to saying yes. That helps our self-esteem. That helps us raise our vibration and feel better about ourselves. And we always want to start from within. I feel good about me because I am treating myself better. I'm not trying to please. I'm not trying to fix it for everybody else. I am just becoming less reactionary and learning to have healthier responses. I'm using my voice in healthier ways and having conversations that sometimes were hard. I'm allowing myself to say, please don't talk to me that way. Those are ways that you'll feel a much healthier communication style with your ex-husband or with anyone that you're feeling less than around. And of course, another way to always raise our self-esteem is to figure out what your passions and your goals are and start to go for them. And the universe will, will always provide in kind. You know, it's like when you are decide you want to get a certain car and all of a sudden you start you start to see that car everywhere, that same car, maybe even the same color, because you brought it into your energy sphere. So take that into other areas. So if you want a great relationship, if that's a goal, start to notice the great relationships. Notice those more than the flawed ones. If you want to become more confident, notice confident people. Notice it with a smile, not a comparison. And the more you're bringing that in the sphere, the more you're changing those pathways in your old thoughts. And watch what happens. It's much easier when we allow ourselves to pay attention to what we want and give less attention to what we don't want. That was a long answer to that question. Question two, 
How do you connect to spirit to receive the information you do? I've been asked that so many times over the years, and I always appreciate that question. We're all meant to connect with spirit. We're all, we all have an intuition. We all have a connection to something beyond earth, if we want it. Now, when I'm doing my work, I see things through a neutral place. I'm not in over emotions. I come at it from a very quiet place. I come to the table, so to speak, whether it's Zoom or in person, from a neutral observer. I keep the emotions out. Sometimes the information comes in solid. Sometimes it comes in like an image. But in order for me to get that information, I have had to learn to be quiet within. I quiet out all the noise around me from the outside and connect with my inner being. And we're all meant to do that, whether or not we do it to help people with our intuition or we learn to respond from a healthier place. We are all meant to learn how to connect to that stillness within. And that helps us feel stronger. It helps us connect to spirit. It helps us connect to the language of our soul. So we can all use more of that. Question three. How long do I have to keep doing this work? I love that question. That makes me laugh. And I'm not laughing at you, listener that asked me that question. I love that because, yeah, it is tiring to do self-work. It is. And it's also wonderful. And we got to keep it fun. You know, when I was talking with Rania Dempsey on our call, we got to keep it fun. We, Rania and I both really have a great sense of humor. We laugh about stupid body function stuff. It keeps life lighter. Jim Rohn said, it seems that every life form on this planet strives towards its maximum potential, except human beings. A tree does not grow to half its potential size and then say, I guess that will do. A tree will drive its roots as deep as possible into this beautiful earth. It will soak up as much nourishment as it can, stretch as high and as wide as nature will allow, and then look down as if to remind us how much each of us could become if we would only do all that we can. Think about that. Do we do all that we can? That doesn't mean we break our back and bust our ass and treat our body poorly. It means, are we striving for those things that make us really feel alive? And then this work isn't so bad. We want to have the goals around this work. So when you're doing your soul work, you're doing the become the best person you can be. In my belief, that's not a perfectionistic line of thinking. It is a, I want to be the best I can be. And I'm not saying I want to be the best podcaster. I want to be the best one that knows everything. No, I want to be the best Meg Michelson that Meg Michelson can be. Not in comparison to others. And so I love when clients or other people ask me that question, because sometimes we do get tired of looking at life from the soul growth, but that's only when we're not treating ourselves well. When we're treating ourselves well, this is much easier. 
But when we're expecting perfection and we're disappointed because we're not doing it all perfect, then it's exhausting. Now everything's in balance. We have moments where we just get to put it away. If we're always reading self-help books, if we're always listening to podcasts about how to be better, that can be tiring. So we want to just turn it off and play, have fun, be silly. Sometimes I just turn on music and I dance in my kitchen by myself. Why? Because it totally lets me go loose. And I don't have to think. I don't have to think about doing anything. That's what we want. We want to have fun. We want to keep life all so fun, not always hard work. Because we're going to have times where we're like, okay, I just want to chill. But remember, if we're not doing the work, we can run into escapism too much. So it's just about the balance. I said this last week, and I'll say this a lot. We are huge souls in a little body. Our potential is exponential, incredible. This life, your life, the one that you've got, is to be embraced. Our journey is lifelong, and it is not always comfortable. It is not to have those conversations so you can develop healthier communication skills, so you can really feel better about yourself. That's walking through the fire. That's not always easy. We now know that we have to sometimes walk through the fire. And then when we do that and we take those risks, we're accepting what is our birthright. It's great work. So it's important to treat ourselves well. Give yourself breaks. No, go through periods of mindful learning and go through periods where you just dance and chill. Go through periods where you call and talk to a friend and laugh like crazy or watch funny YouTube videos. I love doing that too. One of my friends started recently listening to The Four Agreements, and and he prompted me to read it again. And that puts me back in that seat of checking in with myself. Am I aware of my intentions? Am I, am I being mindful? Am I speaking my truth? And, and then you can put it away and go dance in the kitchen because the universe is always going to give you always give you opportunities to see if you're on the path or not on the path. That's what every opportunity is. But we got to give ourselves breaks. We're making choices all the time, every moment of every day, every moment of every day. We're choosing to stay low. We're choosing to stay high. We're choosing to gossip. We're choosing to judge. We're choosing to have a conversation that's hard. We're choosing to run away from the conversation. When I hear people say, I have to, that's, they're stuck. We don't have to do anything, remember. We always have a choice and we're always choosing. We can choose to be mindful. We can choose to turn off mindfulness and do something silly. We can choose to continue believing that life is great. And our role in that is to take the action steps we need. We can choose to go after it. We can choose to live our passions. Or we can choose to settle and grow half. It's okay. But when we do that, when we choose to settle and grow half, the rest of our lives settle too. It doesn't just affect one area. Relationships settle. We feel like, ah, life is fine. Our experiences settle. It's always our choice. It's always our choice. In this lifetime, 
I'm stretching myself to the challenge of continuous growth. And that includes giving myself permission to make a lot of mistakes because we get to have that tool as long as we allow ourselves to look at it and learn from it. It's always part of the learning, the growing. So in order to keep growing, we have to pause and have fun. In order to keep growing, we have to ask ourselves those wonder questions. Question four, why do I keep getting the same caliber of friends in my life, even though I feel like I've done my work? Well, you could apply this anywhere. You know, I also have clients that say, how come I keep getting the same caliber of boyfriends in my life? And I mean this with all due respect and kindness, that that means that you're not actually practicing the work. You might know it, but now we got to practice it. Remember what I said in the last question. We have to step into the fire and have those conversations. We have to ask for what we need and not demand it. We have to learn how to communicate in healthier ways. One of my girlfriends I was talking to recently was saying that she looks back on her history with men and she was raised in a family that she didn't feel very valued. A lot of learning. I'm not going to get into her story, but she didn't really feel worthy of love. And that's how she started. She started to notice, wow, in the man that I dated and then the man I married, it was the same thing. I didn't really feel valued. So I took my experience from being in a family, my family of origin, and not feeling loved to putting that in every relationship I had that was on the romantic level. Or this woman that is asking about her friends, same thing. Do you value yourself enough? Because once we start really valuing ourselves and treating ourselves that we are lovable, that we are valuable, the people start coming in. And that means we might have to say no to some of the other people. That's okay. We can do all of that with kindness and integrity. And we don't have to search it out. We let it come to us, but we have to take the action steps. So understanding, am I lovable? And if I had more information around that question, the caliber of of the friends you're bringing in, are you giving more than you're getting? And that means start giving more to yourself. And as you start giving more to yourself and defining healthier boundaries, you'll bring those people in because it's always a mirror of what's going on inside of us. And on a soul level, that makes sense to me because we are seeking out those relationships. We are letting in those relationships until we get the aha, until we realized, ah, now I see. It's because I'm not treating myself well enough. And as I start to treat myself really well, now I've understood the lesson I came to learn in that regard. And the caliber of people absolutely increases. We stop seeking and we start mindfully practice loving ourselves. Remember what we talked about with Dr. Rania Dempsey. And that's truly our focus. Loving self first. That's not selfish. And then the level of people around you, that all shifts too. But it's not like it shifts overnight. This is a lifelong journey. So you'll have 
lots of opportunities to practice. It's not a it's not a one and done. Nothing's a one and done. We have lots of practice. Now it's just like learning to drive. Once we decide we want to be kinder to ourselves, once we decide we're going to hold healthier boundaries, it's just like learning to drive. We're nervous at first and we have to get in the car and maybe our parent is yelling at us. I was not a good uh, driver's teacher, by the way. I was, I'm not a good, I don't love my children, but I suck at teaching them how to drive. And so just like that, you know, we can get nervous about having these conversations, just like when I was nervous behind the wheel. And we make mistakes as early drivers and we make mistakes when we are setting healthy boundaries. But the more we focus on being present to self, the more we focus on not shaming self, the more we focus on, ah, I see why I did that. We become a better driver. Our driving skills improve. Our sense of self-love improves. So we want to do practice, 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 and understand it's a journey. Question five. You've talked about helping ourselves body, mind, spirit. Can you give us some examples of each one? It's another great question. You guys are giving me great questions. With this, this body, mind, spirit, there's a lot of crossover here. So um, a lot of this I'll repeat or will be applied, applicable in more than one area. Start with spirit. Now, oftentimes, and I had an earlier client today when I was asking him how his self-care is going, and first answer, I exercise. And it's beautiful. And I love that answer. And that's what we do as humans, right? We are always thinking about our physical body first. I exercise, I eat healthy. We forget that we also have soul care and emotional mental care. So we want to learn that. So how do we take care of our spirit? Gratitude. Wake up and find things to be great. Wake up and find things to be grateful for can be easy. You know, look at the sky, look at your pet, look at the person if you have a loved one laying next to you. Find something, look at that you're in a house and you're warm. Gratitude is great as a connection to spirit. Another way to really take care of your spirit self, learning how to be in compassion for yourself and compassion for others. That's not so judgmental. That's compassion. Doesn't mean we're giving everyone carte blanche to be rude to us. No, that's not what we're saying. Compassion is understanding the plight of others, understanding the plight of ourself. Another way is to see the good in yourself and others. See the good. There is so much good in people, and there's so much good in each one of us. Another way, serving others and serving self, finding ways to help people that connects us to our soul self. Clearing our mind. Meditation is beautiful. Doing a forward fold. I call that a brain dump. Noticing the stars. Noticing how we are just a small part of existence. And there's this great, big, beautiful world out there. So look at the stars. Look at the moon. Howl at the moon. I've said this before. I love a full moon's coming. I love howling at the moon. It makes me laugh, but it also makes me feel so connected to spirit. That's how, and there's many more ways. Mind and emotions. Feel our feelings. Let ourselves feel our feelings. Not be drowned in them, but just feel them. Set goals. 
discover what you're passionate about. You know, when we're living for people, other people all the time, and it is important to serve. We also, though, want to know what makes us tick. We also want to know what makes me feel good about me. So setting goals, finding things you're passionate about and making time for them, that calms your mind. And then checking in on your goals. How are you doing? Check in on them daily, weekly, quarterly. Now the beginning of the year or the end of the year, do a vision board for the next year. Check in with your goals. Another way to to really help our mind and our emotions is staying connected to people that are life givers for you, that you're life givers to also. So people you can have meaningful conversations with, people that support you and, and bring you up and you do the same for them. And then, of course, reading and listening to things that are beautiful. I love listening to Vivaldi, Four Seasons. I love that. That helps my mind calm. So listening to great music. How do we help our body? Sleep. That, of course, it covers emotions in mind, too. We need to make sure we're getting enough sleep. Living inside the body. That helps us connect to our physical body. That's how we can feed it. When we're living outside the body so much, we're neglecting the body. An example would be, I'm going to work, 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 work all day, and my shoulder's killing me, and I'm, I'm just going to keep doing it until I'm done with this project, and I'll deal with my shoulder later. And your shoulder's screaming. Maybe just get up and stretch it. Maybe just get up and do a forward fold or get those arms stretched on a door frame. There's so many ways we can stretch our body. Give it the water it needs. Throughout the day, check in with that physical body giving it what it needs. Now you're in the body. You're not living outside the body. But when we're always trying to accomplish anything externally and we're not checking in internally, we are robbing our physical body of the emotional nurturing energy it needs. It always works hand in hand, you know. Eating healthy, of course. The 80-20 rule, I love that. I I really do try to eat 80% healthy, sometimes more. Sometimes less. And getting exercise. Exercise is important. Regardless of your circumstance, whatever it is, there are ways we can exercise. Even if it's just in our imagination. And the body needs play. Not just athletics for competition, but just for fun. And then that helps the spirit and it helps your mind and your emotion. Play is great. And paying attention to the body, breathing into the body. When you have the constriction, let yourself breathe into it. Be your best friend. Have the body and your mind connect. Talk to each other. Listen to each other. It's to connect. Otherwise, we're living like a brain in a jar. Every experience can be shifted from a negative into a positive one. We don't always have the answers. We don't even always know what we need, body, mind, spirit. However, when we let ourselves step back and go into wonder, check in, okay, what's this pain about? Oh, I just need to get up and stretch a minute. I don't want to keep working through this hard band that's at the top of my head. Start to notice more of what's going on in your system. 
And then your body, your mind, and your soul will tell you what it needs. Well, thank you so much for the questions. That is wonderful. I appreciate them so very much. Please send more. I love that. And thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that you are part of this podcast and part of the YouTube channel. Have a beautiful, beautiful week, and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Hey, listeners, thanks again for joining me. If you want to learn more about me, services I offer, who I am, please check out my website, megmichelson.com. Also there, you can join my newsletter. I do a, the best job I can to send it out monthly, no guarantees. Follow me on Instagram and YouTube. Thanks again for coming. I'll see you next time.